York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here to give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And guess what, guys? It's time to talk about a Knicks win because the Knicks beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 129 to 119. And we were led by our fearless leader in Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson gives you 34 points on the night with nine assists. That is my point guard, all-star caliber point guard in Jalen Brunson. Gunshots for Jalen Brunson. Also, RJ Barrett busts out of his slump and gives you 25 points to a six. Six rebounds on the night. Gunshots for RJ Barrett because he sorely need to bust out of that slump. Quickly gives you 18 points for system tonight. Julius Randle gives you 20 points, 21 points and 11 rebounds. The Knicks score 20 points off of turnovers and defeat the Thunder in OKC for our revenge game. And if you talk to Julius Randle the game before, he'll pretend that this game didn't mean anything because they'll ask them. They ask them, oh, oh, are you guys looking at this game because they beat you for, oh, it's just another game. He's lying. All athletes think about the time they got their ass whooped. I'm sorry, they just do. Uh, and the Knicks play like they wanted some revenge and they did. And we're gonna talk about it all. Before I talk about it, first hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, especially if you've been watching a few shows and you've been lingering. And you know what, share the KOT content because it's gonna help us grow bigger, better and better, all right? Now, let me introduce my guys. First and foremost, you know what it is. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the guy, the stats, and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Big win for the Knicks tonight. Avenging the loss to, to, to the Thunder in at the Garden and um, positive road trip. Ends up three and two. And JL is need to turn on the camera on Zoom because we can't see anything. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> got you, got you. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. Now, of course, you already know what this is. It is my man, the Latin assassin, Mr. ESPN, <laughs> Mr. Posting and Toasting, my man, Lee Escobedo. Nasty, nasty, Lee Escobedo. What's up, Nets fam? This was probably my favorite win of the season, man. I was happy to see us beat the Thunder, get a little revenge. Uh, I liked what I saw across the board from a lot of my favorite players. And uh, Tom Thibodeau lives to see another day. Let's talk to Nets. <laughs> Tom lives. Say what you want about Tom. Some of these players still fight. Some of these players need to fight more, but we're going to talk about it all. But this one player, I can tell you, doesn't need much motivation. And that player's name is Jalen Brunson. At this point, this is not Julius Randle's team. This is not RJ Barrett's team. This is Jalen Brunson's team. It just is. 
He Thank is goodness. our steadiest player. He's the most important important signing we've had in the Leon Rose era thus far. He's the steady hand. He is the guy. He's going to get you buckets relentlessly, a steadying force. And this man was playing so well. They were double teaming him, him off the catch from the inbounds play Ryan from the inbounds lead. They wasn't letting him even touch the ball. That's how much sizzling he was. What did you think about Jalen Brunson's game, Ryan? Let me know. Yeah, Jalen Brunson played great tonight. 34 points, nine assists, 14 to 20 from the field. I mean, it seemed like he couldn't miss tonight. He penetrated, got into the paint, hit a bunch of mid-range jumpers, hit the three. I'm, well, he was one of six from three. It seemed like he, it seemed like he shot good anywhere he went. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Brunson had a really strong game tonight. And like you said, he's the most steadiest player on the Knicks at the moment. And he's really the only player where you know what you're getting from him every night. And tonight he definitely stepped up to the plate and helped the Knicks to get this revenge victory over the Thunder. Lee? I would go a little bit further and say Jalen Brunson's the best signing of the last two decades uh, under any GM or executive. I think he's been extremely solid, mm. uh, maybe the best overall acquisition outside of Carmelo. I can't think of any one free agent signing because Carmelo was via trade. I can't think of it. He's better than Stoudemire, better than Tyson Chandler, better than Jason Kidd at age 40, whatever he was. He Because of the need of position that we've had. This one player. This one player. Well, I, I mean, it's a player that we've needed for 20 years, maybe even longer in terms of the point guard position and his steadiness and his efficiency. I mean, he was 13 out of 14 inside of a three-point line of the night. He is automatic in the mid-range area. We haven't had really a really solid mid-range player in a really long time. Uh, I love I to say this. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Yeah, sure. Mellow. I, yeah. I love to say this, <laughs> that he brings at that position specifically because, I mean, that's our point of attack. We need someone out there who's going to be able to hit free throws in crunch time, who's going to be able to do this a clutch bucket, who's going to help guys get better. And, you know, all that Twitter squawking about him not being worth the money or him not being a real point guard or him not making other guys better. I mean, all that shit was shut up tonight with this unbelievable game, maybe his best game of the season. Um, and probably my favorite Nets win of the season as well. So, yeah, shout out Brunson, man. Great signing. Probably underpaid. Pay the man some more. I'm gladly. I'm glad that his contract is descending over the next few few years because that contract, woo! At all the contracts that our Starling lineup, that contract is yeah. a deal. That contract compared to Randall's, compared to our, that's a steal. That's yep. a major steal when you have a guy. Who's putting up? Listen, they said when he was with Dallas, without Luca, he put up twenty and seven. He's pretty much putting up twenty seven right now with the Knicks. Um, usually stuff like that doesn't always translate, but it's translated seamlessly. I just need his mentality to download um, with the Knicks. Um, but for now, I love his game and I love how he became so dominant as a six foot point guard. They had no choice but to double team him 
And he just made everything easier for Randall and RJ down the stretch. Next thing you know, everybody's getting wide open lineups because they're doubling him at half court or and beyond. So, man, huge signing, huge game by Jalen Brunson. No matter what three they threw at us, he just went to the middle, scored a bucket. Went to the rim, scored a bucket. Went to repeat, Jalen Brunson. Ho-hum, boring game, 34 points, nine assists from Jalen Brunson, plus five on the night. So steady, it's boring, but I love it. All right. <laughs> Ultimate gunshots. For gaming for Brady Brunson. And shout out to the front office. Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. I hit that button early for Jalen Brunson on that performance. Sheesh. Yeesh. But let's, let's talk about some other guys in RJ Barrett. The Bodman. I haven't called him that in a minute. <laughs> or Broadway. Someone yeah, I like to call him Broadway Barrett as well. RJ Barrett was pissed. Came out, didn't even miss in the first quarter. I think he went four for four in the third, first quarter alone. Went to the hole with gusto, took advantage of the OKC Thunder not having real shot blockers. Shot 62% from the field, seven of 18. Three of four from three. There was an arc on his three-point shot today. Six turnovers. Some of those was was, was a little bit of the rest. Some of those was a little bit of RJ. But all in all, good night for RJ. For me, I am not... Listen, RJ, great game. I'm still in the woods with RJ. He's not out the woods in my mind yet. I need to see more. What do you think about that, Lee? Because you've been out. You haven't been talking since RJ's been on his slump, but you've been away. My pops and I have had a chat thread for about 23 years now. That's like all nits, man. Like we, we, we talk about the nits more than we talk about anything else. And uh, this was the first time it's this morning before the game that I actually uttered the words, so I just time to trade RJ. I think the time has come to start considering that and looking for moves that – offload his contract because I didn't feel like in year in year four, he, he just, he's not there in a development and there's something just about his game. that doesn't fit alongside Julius Randall, Mitchell Robinson and Jalen Brunson. And I'm really glad that, that my, my, that statement was overturned the night with him finally breaking out. And really my, my dad and I were tested through a game. And that's what we mostly talked about was how happy we were for both him and I, IQ yeah. get out of their spot against a team that has, some fairly good defensive. I mean, Dort is elite defensively. SJA is no slouch. He's having yeah. his best year overall in terms of his defensive efficiency. And Giddy is pretty solid too. You throw in Jalen Williams and some of their other guys that have a pretty solid defensive rotation, and they switch a lot because they're basically a position positionalist team. So for RJ to get that those numbers and that level of efficiency against a primary Dort defender, pretty solid. Backing away a little bit from my trade, RJ. You know, I didn't want to be knee jerk. I've been, he's been my favorite player for, I mean, four years now. I liked him more than everyone else we've had, but it was those damn efficiency numbers and his inability to get started off right in the beginning of the season really depressed me. You know, I felt bad for the kid, but I'm glad he's turning things around. He's only 22, he's got a long way to go. So, you know, I'm back, back on the train for now, but he still has a lot to prove. Yeah. So, um, so 
after last after last night's game against the Suns, um, when me and Jalen was talking on the podcast, I mentioned how Fibs may have to send a message to RJ whether it's you take him out of starting lineup and have him play with the second unit and have him on the bench, or if he comes out and gives another bad performance, you sit him down early and have him stay on the bench and have him think about it for a bit as to why, you know, he's not in the game and, and not playing. And maybe that might, you know, light a spark in him to play better. Well, tonight, um, he's definitely proven me wrong as to go that far. You know, he definitely saved himself tonight. Um, he almost had a triple double with, with the turnovers, which is pretty bad. <laughs> but, but besides that, he played really good tonight. I, I still think when he when he drives into the lane, he still forces it a bit, which led to yeah. some of the turnovers that he had. But the only difference tonight is that he was actually finishing at the rim tonight. That was the only difference, which in the past four or five games he hasn't been doing. And one thing I did notice about RJ shot tonight was that he did look like he had more lift in his shot than the last four or five games. He definitely, well, he definitely got more lift in his shot and had more arc on the ball as well. So I'm hoping that he's finally over whatever sickness he had. Yeah. And now he got his legs back and now he'll be performing much better as the season goes on. That's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, very positive game from RJ tonight. And tonight I saw glimpses of the Badman. Yes, we did. <laughs> You got to get the gunshots here for the bottom line. That's how we do it in Brooklyn, all right? Even though you're not Brooklyn anymore, uh, Ryan, your heart still is, all right? Exactly. <laughs> I agree with you, man, but I'm still, I'm, I'm still watching and waiting because I didn't want to throw RJ out with the bathwater because I know the sickness is probably part of why he was slumping. At the same time, it seemed like he was a little bit yesterday, yes, better yesterday. And also, like Ryan G says, sometimes the decision making baffles me. I said it yesterday. We wasn't here, Lee. Grimes comes in first game back and has eight assists. RJ Barrett's been here for years, has not broken the 10 assist mark yet. I feel like I want him to still be rewired and look for other people. Towards the end of the game, when OKC was cutting into this lead, Julius Randle was wide open in the corner. He hit a couple of threes already. RJ Barrett is driving to the hole, and he gets like double or triple teams. And you see Julius Randle waving his hands in the air, and RJ Barrett turns the ball. Stuff like that still needs to be fixed for me. And I'm happy that he's finishing at the rim now, at least tonight. And I'm happy that the shots are starting to fall for him. But I need for a few things to happen. One of those is I would need those two things to, two things to happen a lot more consistently. And I need him to check his vision and get it off that tunnel. And widen his scope and look for his teammates. But uh, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to, for some consistency because I don't need R.J. Barrett to only play 41 games a year because he's only good for half the season. I need him to play more the whole season. So hopefully this is a step in the right direction. If he starts now, this will be earlier than last year. All right. <laughs> 
So hopefully he starts now. Good, Good point. <sighs> All right. We, we got some more reclamation projects to talk about and some more interesting things to talk about as well. But this is loot to the chat so far. Ah, I saw Shell's Heavy in here earlier. Shout out to you. All right. Uh, but also shout out to Echelon, who sends a $2 super chat. He says, went to OKC to collect debts, took all the furniture. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Take it all. And while you're at it, Take Shy too, because they don't need him. All right. <laughs> He's still a baller, but not today he wasn't. Not today he wasn't. And we'll get to that soon. Shout out to Samir Sariano. Since five out super chat. Just happy to see RJ bounce back. Big game from the big three. Grimes and Deuce are nice. Yeah, we're gonna talk about them soon too. Also, shout out to Nuggy Fresh, Eat Work in the Building, Knicks Nation TV, JT Reddick, Picks for Timmy, my real fake cousin Winston Ellis, uh, and everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Crying Fish, and I saw I saw somebody here earlier. I saw who did I see here? Metaphysical Logic and Shell. Shout out to my guy Shells, man. Shell Shells heavy for rocking with us. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Let's talk about Quentin Grimes. Since you mentioned it, and they won't take a call from Reaper, then we can talk about the rest of the show. Quentin Grimes. I'm saying it now. This man, he's looking like a defensive player of the year, man. I'm calling it. I'm calling it early. This is a Knicks show. We're going to overreact today. My overreaction for today after two games of Quentin Grimes is this man is a future defensive player of the year. All right. That's my overreaction for today. Two guys in a row he locked up. And here's the thing. He got fouls calls today. I think the longer he's in the league, the more he's going to get their reputation of a defender. And they're not going to call those stupid fouls that he, they called on him today. But listen, man, he made it really tough on Shy for like two and a half quarters before he started to get the foul trouble. He fights over screens like nobody's business. He fought over two screens and still was sticking with him. Then was able to recover. Then Mitch was able to back cover back to his center. This man, Quentin, is, is a beast on defense. And it's funny because it, it's a luxury to have both Quentin and Cam on his team. Cam, Cam... He does this thing where he might get picked off, but he can um, recover quickly because of his length. But Grimes just sticks with you because he just perfected that technique, man. What did you guys think of Grimes? Anybody guys can go, whoever feels the spirit. Well, I don't know. I don't know about defensive player of the year yet. I'm not going to jump that far. Jump on that far. <laughs> but but he's definitely going to get Hall of Fame. He, uh, he, uh, he's definitely going to get Hall of Fame clamps on NBA 2K. Okay. I know that's <laughs> he's going to at least get that. Uh, so, but yeah, Grimes definitely um stepped it up on defense. He held SGA to nine or twenty two shooting from the field. He still scored 34, 30 points, but to get it off of twenty two shots, I call that a pretty good defensive night. Um. The one thing I do like about Grimes is not only his defense, but just the fact that 
he makes quick decisions with the ball. He doesn't hold the ball. You know, like other players tend to like think when they have the ball in their hands or or like they just are slow to make a move. But yeah. he's he just quick and decisive. And I think the Knicks need more of that on offense. And Quinton Grimes provides that. And I'm definitely waiting for Cam to come back because I definitely want to see a lineup where Cam and Grimes is together on the court at the Absolutely. same time playing defense because it's going to be Hall of Fame clamps all over the place with those two guys on the court together. Absolutely. Yeah, man, There's <clears throat> there were some flashes tonight that made me salivate over the thought of, like, eventually when everyone's healthy, seeing IQ and RJ, Grimes, Cam, and Sims out there at the yes. same time. That is a monster you, defensive line. took it out of my brain, Lee. <laughs> I, I And I really think that we might see that at some point because Tibbs has been more experimental with the lineup this year than any year that he's been the coach of the Knicks. He's really, I mean, the fact that he was like, oh, I have a defensive ace on the on the bench with Deuce and Bride. Let me play him on the best star in the NBA right now. And he unleashed him on, on Shy, who did a pretty good job. I mean, it was a group effort tonight, but did a pretty solid job on, on SGA, especially in the first half. I yeah. thought about, man, that was Brunson. I mean, I brought the IQ out there with Sims and then the perimeter trio of RJ Grimes and Cam. Damn. That, yeah. I mean, that's a five. I mean, Sims can switch. Sims, Sims can, can go out and guard the perimeter better than Mitch and, and, and uh, Hartenstein combined. Like, he's a solid, solid rotation defender. So I would love to see at some point that, that rotation out there and having Grimes and Cams is a really good position to be in, deciding who starts. My money's on, on Grimes. I think it's a little bit more of a seamless transition. His offense is a little smoother. He doesn't require the ball. He doesn't it never over dribbles. He's really high IQ and very he's very like um reactionary to what's happening in the offense. He doesn't overthink things. It's, yeah. it's a very smooth, like catch, shoot, catch, drive, drive, catch, take the lob, kick out. Like his instincts are really are really smart and really high. So I think right now Grimes would be my pick to be in the starting five, but I would love a world where we're playing Randall at the five and we just start Cam and Grimes together. Anything that there, Ryan? Um, like I said, Cameron Grimes definitely would like like definitely would like to see them on the court together. Um, definitely, you know, Cameron Grimes with Sims is definitely look like that would be a good look as well, especially with the way Sims can't switch on smaller guards and guard them as well. I mean, I just think that, you know, yeah, that's pretty much all I gotta say. I ain't got nothing else to add to that, really. <laughs> Yeah, like, I like I yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And listen, man, today we saw today we saw today we saw McBride, Grimes, and IQ today. And I was just rubbing my hands. I was like, <laughs> and they blitzed those guys, man. It was like they played those that unit for like three minutes and forced like two or three turnovers in that span. And yep. OKC blew that whistle, brrr, timeout, and it was like, wow, this is the lineup we've been dreaming of, guys. This is one of them anyway. This is one of them anyway. So I can't wait for like a, a, a all-defensive lineup one through five of like a IQ, McBride, Grimes, Cam, Sims, some, something along those lines. I'd be really happy to see that um, at least once. And like you said, Lee, I can see Tibbs doing it. I can definitely yeah. see Tibbs doing it. And you know, I wouldn't not McBride, but if IQ's in there, the spacing well, could be good too. Like you got some shooters. Cam can knock the three ball down. Grimes is our best shooter. If Obi's in that lineup too, that's spacing. Like it gives you perimeter shooting and defense and switchability. Which I mean, that's the modern NBA. That's very anti Tibbs. 
very, very, very anti-tips. I'm all for it. I would like to see that for sure. And it's funny, um, McBride would have been out there a little bit more maybe if he was able to hit some shots. I know. Um, because he was doing his thing on the defensive end, but he missed a few threes. He missed a few uh, foul shots. And then on top of that, Brunson was all-star Brunson today. So you didn't want to sit him in too long. You didn't want him to sit him longer than 30 seconds because he was his he was just on fire the whole night. So you gotta do what you gotta do. Well, nice and IQ fishing. played very well in night two. Uh, I don't want that to go uh untalked about. IQ balled out tonight too. Oh, we definitely get into IQ. We definitely get into IQ. Because we talked about IQ yesterday to uh, one of those guys supposed to be a shooter. Yeah. Came in this league as a shooter. It was in the scouting report and she was shooting 22% from three, something crazy. And he broke out today. But we'll talk about that before we talk about that. Let me get to let me get to the first caller of the night. First caller of the night, Big Reaper. Big Reaper, let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Hey, thank you guys for taking my call. I'm really happy to one. You know, regarding Grimes, I am just happy to be like, you know, it wasn't like I was down on him as a defender or anything like that. I was just, I kind of felt like when you combine his defense along with the offense, Cam was just, you know, more productive. But, like, you know, he played a heck of a defense today. Not even just today, even the first game that he came back uh, as a starter. I really like what I'm seeing is not even just being able to think in front of his man. Like today, he was able to effectively challenge, like, uh, uh, Shea Gillius' shot, which is really cool. So, I really like that. Um, I did have a couple of questions just kind of gauge what you guys think about a couple of stuff. The first one is, it's really like, um, so I just don't understand, like, if RJ was sick, right, and he wasn't feeling well, didn't have his legs, why do you guys think the team was so intense but just, like, you know, Tiz was basically just kept playing him? Why didn't they just, like, you know, give him, like, a few nights off? I have no clue. Like, you know what, Reaper? Sometimes players want to play no matter what. And it's the coach's job to tell them no. And I know. To the detriment of the team. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It's the coach's job to tell them no. And RJ went to play. And I think Tips just let him do it. And it was obvious he was hurting the team to me. And then when you look at the effectiveness of Grimes... Um, on top of that, you're like, well, man, we could have just had Grimes and Cam playing to start and sit RJ. Like, it just made more sense to me to do that from the, from the rip if he's going to hurt us this much. But, I mean, all in all, we kind of got lucky. We, we still skated out of here three and two on a road trip. So, it didn't hurt yeah. us overall. Yeah. I don't know which you, if you guys Ryan or Lee has anything to add to that, but no, I definitely agree with the concept of RJ should have been set, you know, and give minutes to somebody else. But I, it made sense that RJ has that mentality that he wants to play through sickness, and Tim seems like the type of coach that's going to encourage that as well. So it seemed to be one of those like, you know, uh, perfect combinations or disaster combinations with two guys who have the same mentality and end up being a detriment to the team because RJ was out there by forcing shots, bricking layups, bricking threes, and overall had a poor body language on, on defense too. So it's a situation where he should have set, but I, I just don't think that it's, in, it's in his mentality or tips to do that. 
And I'm just going to add this. You see, when players are sick, not every player can have a flu game like Michael Jordan. <laughs> every player can be sick, all right? So with some players, if you're sick, as a coach, you're supposed to know, okay, this player's not feeling good. I have players on the bench that can probably fill in, fill in for him and be productive. Let me sit him down until he's feeling better and then let him play. That's all I'm going to say. I agree. So, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll, like for me, like, you know, I'm happy they won today and really happy RJ had a good game had a good game. But, like, I have to admit, like, for the first time in a long time, like, um, I'm not I'm, – I've been pretty down on the team. Like, in terms of, like, the future trajectory of the team. Yeah. It's like – it's just I feel like I'm really starting to realize – feel like I mean the stats just from what you're seeing with the stats like I'm really right now I know RJ was sick and everything but still I mean like he wasn't sick this whole season right and it's just like I'm just really getting like you know out of all of our young guys I'm just getting kind of like role player vibes out of all of them so like for the first time I'm really it feels like it's starting to sink in I am hoping I'm wrong about one of these guys but it's, it's just like it's really starting to sink into me, and it's just like I'm at the point where like, why is Randall on this team? Uh, you know, like it's, it's just a lot of it is just kind of like uh, I don't know. I'm just down. I hope the basketball, the Nick guys, forgive me for it, but I'm just <laughs> not really like you know. Even like today's game, I mean, not for nothing. OKC they do try and they do ball out, but like look at their record. What are they like? I think are they still like three or four games under 500. So, you know, I mean, like, so, I mean, like, look, I mean, they've been giving some teams trouble, good teams trouble as well, but I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm just not feeling, you know, uh, for the first time in a long time, I'm just not really feeling like, you know, uh, the team in terms of their trajectory, you know, like uh, where they're going. And I, I do hope I'm wrong, but you know, that's pretty much what I have. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Can I Shout respond to that? Reaper. Thanks for calling in. Um, what do you think about the, the team's trajectory, guys? Because I kind of feel what he's saying. Um, this is a rough week for the guys that we want to count on for the future. You know, uh, that means the RJs, the IQs, the OBs, uh, those guys who are like our core. I feel like we're kind of roughish this week, or at least the last few days anyway. Um, it's funny because these OBs had like a, and I, I maybe OB a little bit less because he did have a strong stretch before this rough patch the last couple of days, three days. But I would say even more so IQ when RJ. But um, what do you guys think about the trajectory of this team moving forward? Did this rattle you a little bit? Um, or do you think there's a way to, to get out of this? So I, I, I want to come into this podcast tonight being positive. I know that I can get criticized sometimes for being hard on Tibbs and always wanting, you know, Randall to be traded, even though those are my sentiments and I have my reasons, but I agree hundred percent with Reaper. Uh, I, unfortunately I do. I don't think there's a star on this roster. I think Brunson's our best player. I think Brunson has our best ceiling, but the young core, the Walt Perrin, uh, Leon Rose and um, 
Scott Perry had put together is essentially some very good role players. Now, I do think this roster can be more than some of its parts if we were to finally add a superstar. I think if that was to happen, we do have the pieces where we could give up a few guys and we had the depth to still supplement you know, what we've lost and build a really nice supporting cast around a healer-centric star who can really bring a team and, and run all the way to the championship. That we do have, and that's something I think to be happy about. But OKC rep- represents a type of team and game plan and foresight I wish we had for the last five years. They have a GM who does nothing but home runs in the draft. He's made a few bad trades here and there, but that SGA trade for Paul George might be the best trade outside of Kawhi Leonard to Toronto in the last 10 years. That was a genius move. He got like five picks. He got the best player in the deal in SGA. The guys I'd locked into the franchise for another five years. Like He's now a top three guard in the NBA, and he has really nice pieces in Giddy and Chet and Dort. We don't have a Chet. We might not even have a Giddy. Obi could be a Giddy, maybe RJ, but Giddy has a really high ceiling. If he develops a three-point shot, that's an all-star. He's going to be an all-star for multiple years. Dort's already a pretty solid 3-and-D player. Like, what's what's RJ's ceiling? Like, Dort? I don't know. There's some question marks among these guys, but I think at the heart of it, of this issue, is that we don't have a whole lot of talent on this roster beyond some better-than-average players. I like RJ. I love Obi. I like IQ. I like Reddish. I like Grimes. I like Mitch. But I don't see a superstar out of that bunch, and I barely even see a star. Of the other bunch, I think Obi Toppin has the best ceiling of everybody. But, you know, we'll see. When I looked yeah. at this team, I'm like, all right, who would people come to play for? And in the future, I'm thinking, all right, they might come to play with R.J. Barrett. But now I'm looking, it was like, they might come to play with Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Like, if I'm a guy, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, well, wow, I might want to play Jalen Brunson, if anything, because he's going to help me out at some point. I don't know. What do you what do you think about what Lee just said, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. And that's why, you know, as of late, I've been saying that, you know, regardless, however you look at the team, something needs to be done, especially if the Knicks are going to get to that next level, because when you do look at the team at the moment, there's not really a star there. Like the, like the player that has the most potential to be a star is Brunson. And that's who the Knicks just signed in the offseason to come play for them. Outside of Brunson, you can barely see a star. Like RJ Barrett's ceiling is probably a solid starter. Cam at the moment looks like he's going to be a solid starter. Grimes looks like he might be a solid starter. IQ looks like he's going to be a sixth man off the bench. Obi, it, it's, it's, it's night and day with Obi. Like, sometimes we see great performances out of Obi, and then other times it's like Obi disappears. Mm-hmm. So there's really no star when you look at the Knicks' young players. And if you're going to build your team around that core of young players, you're really not going to go nowhere on a, on a realistic level. Sooner or later, you're going to have to – you're going to need a, a superstar to come through. And that's the difference between the Knicks young players and the and OKC's young players, because at least the OKC, you're like, okay, Shea Gilders, Alexander, superstar level. Like you can tell this kid is gonna become a superstar. Giddy, you can tell his ceiling is probably star level. Chet Holmgren. I mean, he's out this season, but if you look at his skill set, he has the potential to be a star if he can stay healthy. You know, OKC got three players on that roster, at least, where you could look at them and be like, yeah, that, those players might be the real deal. But there's, nobody on the, there's, but there's nobody on the Knicks like that. So 
like I, you know, like Lee said, there's going there's to have to come a point in time where the Knicks are going to have to make a move to bring in a, that superstar type of player. And then when that superstar type of player comes in, whichever young players are still with the team at that point, mm-hmm. then you're going to probably enhance those players and their ability because they're playing with a superstar player as opposed to just playing with a bunch of average and above average players. That's a silver lining is that we have 10 really solid young guys when you include Hartenstein and Sims, IQ and Grimes and, and all these guys we've collected over these, even McBride. It's probably going to take four of them plus Pitts to get a superstar, which leaves you with six really solid above average rotation players to surround that superstar with. So we're like the opposite of the Mavs. The Mavs have one superstar and a bunch of role player bums. Like if we could absorb a player of Lucas Tauber or SGA or Giannis, I, we have the supporting cast to help him get to the finals, opposed to just being a, a single one-man team, which I, I think is a really positive thing, but way to look at it. We have the pits, too. I just don't see that player being developed out of our current core to become that first option eventually. That's just, you know, I think that's a harsh reality, but it's reality. And that's where I was about to go with it, Lee. We have a, a treasure troll of picks that we can we can get to. Um we can deploy that we have two this year. I don't know if we decide to draft them or move up or pack yeah, else. But there are options here to get a star, a scrunchal star, or whatever. Um, it just depends. The next move might have to be the right move. Next move has to be the right move. But I, I, that's that's what Leon Rose is going to do. He's going to keep kicking the can down the road. Until he finds that star that he wants to make a move on. So that's definitely the play. We all know it. Um, the key this year, this season, is to, to develop the young guys further. The good thing that's been happening this year is I, I do feel like Tom Thibodeau has been feeling a little bit of pressure from the front office to yeah. play some of these guys more. Um, even, look, even today, he went back to small ball in the fourth quarter. They had uh, Randall playing center and Opley playing power forward for like a few minutes. Now, granted, it didn't work because Randall was really bad on defense. As soon as they played small ball, first play that happened was a layup. <laughs> right. The guy ran. I forgot who shot the layup. Went right by Randall. Randall just literally just looked at him and then touched him on the shoulder. <laughs> and I'm sending him like. Oh my God, this lineup is not going to last that long if Randall's playing that Ole defense where he just, people just run by him like a bull, like Ole. Like, I, it was bad. <laughs> but I mean, on the flip side, they got some bucks out of it. They got some spacing. But Tom Thibodeau is starting to try certain things. As much as people want him going and stuff, he's, he's starting to expand his lineup. He's starting to see more Sims. He's starting to see more Obi, um, more than I thought we was going to see him. And hopefully this trend continues. JLS, you know what he's doing too? I noticed in this game, because I wasn't able to watch the one before, he's staggering RJ and, and Randall more too. He's getting Randall a little bit more time with Hartenstein and Sims, and he's getting RJ a little bit more time with Brunson. Because when those guys are together, it's not about all them being left-handed players. It's where they operate best on the court. They're all inside the, the three-point line, around the free throw line. They're all like the best you know, that, that first step comes at, at the free throw line to the basket. So there's a lot of crowding and there's not a whole lot of spacing to open up those lanes, to get to the basket. And Tibbs is starting to stagger both even Brunson to an extent as well. Those three guys with different lineups that try to find a rotation that works, that allows for a three point shooting and the lanes to open up for those three guys. And that's, I got hand to him. I'm a huge criticizer. That's smart coaching. Like he's yeah. coming around props to Tibbs. 
Tips has done certain things, and me and Robin kind of talked about it. Like, he's done certain things this season that was out of his comfort zone. That's kind of in line with what Nick Twitter wants for the most part. It's just that sometimes he just doesn't hold Randall accountable enough. <laughs> and now RJ is added to that list too. But um, he's expanded um, some rotation pieces that we actually want to see. So you, you got to give him credit where credit's due. All right. Um, but yeah, yeah good um, chat, guys. Um, did you say? Did you say anything, Ryan? Or did I just hear? Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to just chime in right quick because I see some people in the chat, and you know, some people in the chat over the agree with what we're talking about at the moment. I just want to address the chat right quick. So, the Knicks won tonight. Are we happy the Knicks won? Of course we are. Of course we're happy that the Knicks won, and and we're gonna continue to support every Knicks player that's on this squad. But Reaper called in. And he brought in a question that he wanted us to answer. We answered that question and we have to be truthful about it. Like, yeah, the Knicks won tonight, but we have to be truthful. We got to give you the cold, hard truth. Now, if you don't now if you don't agree with us and you see a star within the young players that we have, then fine, that's your opinion. But all I got to say to that is don't live in a fantasy world because I don't see that star player. So, I mean... Yeah, we want to be positive and we want to be like, yes, the Knicks won tonight, which we are. But at the same time, Reaper brought up a pretty good question. We have to answer that shit honestly. Yeah. Like, we can't sugarcoat it. It is what it is. Yeah. And I was biting my lip. I, I, I want to criticize, but I didn't. I was trying to be positive. But once Reaper said it, I was like, let's comment on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said. Yeah, well said. And listen, I hope we're all wrong. We still have some season to go. Um... I expected more from IQ from getting the season and RJ in particular. I thought those two guys was going to take the, the uh, next step this season. Um, RJ's gotten better. I'm um, hitting his free throws. Uh, IQ has been shaky. He's had some good patches and it had some rough patches, but I want to see those guys turn it around towards the, to the end of the season and prove us wrong. Cause I really love our team and I really like the character of those guys. All right. All right, S- salute to the chat, and um, I'm gonna get to the caller. Before I get to the caller, shout to Hands who says the whole, the whole East is mid, and I have to agree with you. The whole East is mid, and this is one of those little silver linings that we have to look at. We are in the mix with the mid East, but we're the only team with assets to get out of mid. Yes. Yeah. said, 100%. So, if there's a bright light, if there's a silver line to everything, if you're looking at all the wins, like, nobody in the East is running away with anything. Everybody's 500, a game under 500, or a game below 500. There's only, like, two teams is really running away with it, and that's the Celtics and the, um, who am I? Huh? Bucks. And the Bucks. Everybody else? Kind eh, of shaky. Even the Cavs. The Cavs have like, what, one or two more wins than us right now? I haven't checked in a couple of days. And the Cavs gave up half of their team for their big home run swing in Donovan Mitchell. And they have two more wins than we do. Now, what would happen? We give up our whole team for Donovan Mitchell. And they had more assets than we did. We'd be below mid right now. 
We're worse Bruh. than we are now. We'd be worse. Yes, We'd be worse we than we are right now. Yes, we would. So everybody talking who who's on the Donovan Mitchell trade train, um, right now it's looking like we made the right move. It's looking like it right now. We'll see how this goes towards the end of the year if that trend continues. But that's what it's looking like right now. All right, cool. All right, next caller up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jails. Even though the Cavs are five games over 500, though. Okay, they're five games. Did they play more games than we did? No, we play more games than them. Oh, we play more games than them. Okay. Yeah. This this week we actually have like a little bit of a layoff. But okay, next caller up. Who do we have? Do we have Edson from LI? What's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh. All right. So head up LI, we are three two of this brutal West Coast campaign. I mean, not for nothing, I know people have criticism about this, but I have to stress that, personally, I have traveled, I even driven to OKC once in my lifetime. It was recent. It is not fun. It is not. So, considering going all the way to New York, to a hot Utah Jazz team, then going to a Denver Nuggets team, granted, Jokic was not there, but this is a, still a contending challenge, a Nuggets team. Back-to-back win. Then you have to catapult all the way to California to meet with the former champion. That still relatively plays well together, as if nothing ever, you know, they skipped a beat. We lost that. Then we have the audacity to go to Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. That was not fun as well. But what's the, but the team came back, realized what they were doing, what, what they were what was going wrong, and came out to actually win this game. They were not going to let OKC have their way with, with us, especially coming off last week at the home, home game. Right. I'm glad that we pulled off a win. Yet, I understand there's still warranted criticism, but be glad that these are being addressed in one of the most difficult circumstances. We, we got a couple of nights off, going back home, going to the well, The Blazers are coming at us. All right. Woof. Then we have to next. Huh? I said, woof, the Blazers. Sorry? <laughs> the Blazers, yeah. Yeah, no, no, the Blazers are tough. Yeah, the next. Continue. That's a, game, that's a game that we should be, we should be all trying to get back ourselves on track before Actual an actual contending team, which is the the Grizzlies. I want to get really back to even at them because that was the very first game that set the tone for us with the expectations. Like, say, all right, we in this. We're not going to be a mid level team, you know, mm-hmm. amongst our amongst our, our fucking uh, conference. It is a tightrope, Gary. It is a tightrope what we have right here. Not going to lie, but this team is just, yeah, it's pulling our heartstrings. It's, it's, at instances that we say we doubt them, then they're just like saying, "Hey, we're still back in," you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's that. That's that. Fifty-fifty team, man. Those fifty teams who are highly inconsistent is is pretty much what they're showing us. The the dramatic yeah. highs and lows right now. That's what's happening. Dramatic highs on defense, then forget to play defense, then can shoot, then they can't shoot. That's what we're seeing right now. And that's a five hundred team. <laughs> well, I'm confident what they what what they have shown to us is that. 
we still have options, especially the potential that, you know, some guys can, uh, we could, we could set up to, if we needed to, we have to lock down defense. If we have, we want to retain a lead or a particular quarter, like 10 points or 15 points off, you ought to want your best defensive players to go, go out there and just shut, and just shut them down. You know, just keep it, you know, just keep the, that, that, that lead going. As well as that we see, so, Obi was right around there, but now we've seen Grimes coming out, coming up with just two games. I know, I know you've been like, you know, gonna let you have it to be the overreacting right there. But <laughs> Defensive player of the year, Grimes. You can so, say it. It's fine. <laughs> I know. It just shows promise is what you can do, and this is like what you know. The thing is about this is I don't know if it's tips or most or not, some other fans that don't see it that we have depth, we have options, we just don't use it all right we just don't use it and i'm not saying that we just not saying that we're going to be an absolute like you know contending team with this team right now it's just that we have to figure out what can we what's the most we can do with this team before we can actually go all in because we got plenty of assets there are still great assets i don't know why and i don't know why there's a this fan base right you know that some of that fan base especially on twitter continually to undermine their value continuously undermine the values they have the same breath say oh let's go to SGA, SGA. So they just crapped on on our on our guy it's like bro this is the reason why that you but for more than 15 years the Knicks has gone nowhere I guess... I'm glad what it was for direct, yeah okay. I'm glad what this is your director going for better for worse of all the neuroticism that's going around we are still capable in a position to make a good move True. you know I agree. And avoid any future girl headaches down the road. I don't say I get it. The whole IQ thing, trade block, can mess in people's heads is mess with people's heads. But I'm not gonna let that go into my head to say, Hey, if this guy is a starter and teams are calling him up, I will. If they're giving me the right price, I'll do it. Hey. We got yeah, we got we got we got Grimes, we got Deuce. I'm going to accentuate that that will. I will I'll be on your side with you. We got grind. Okay, with a big smile. With a big smile. <laughs> you got to make things like to, Yeah, to make this all facilitate, to expedite an even bigger move. I agree. I agree. Thanks for calling in, man. All right. Yeah, he's in. He, he has not lost faith in our young guys. And he, he's still positive, and I, I get it. I'm happy somebody is because it's been a rough week, man. I'm not going to hold you. And we need this game. We need it collectively. We need this game to restart to rebuild our Knicks fan psyche. But I need a lot more of these games to build it up higher than what it was. But still a good game um, from our Knicks. And let's talk about one of the guys. And Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly gives us 18 points for assists. Three rebounds on the night. And it's very simple for Manny quickly at this point. He's a shooter who hasn't been able to shoot. Our team has been 29th in the league in three-point shooting. And we need shooting from somewhere. A lot of his game is kind of built around if he can hit shots or not. Um, the shots usually open up everything else for him. Um, 
So it was good to see that he was actually hitting shots today and got four assists and hit the deep ball for us today. And and, and he hit he was smooth, man. I, I I just want to see more of this. Plus eleven on the night for quickly the highest plus minus on the team. I don't know if any guys have anything to add to that or not. Um, yeah, quickly, definitely his three-point shot opened up today, which is definitely a positive because, like you said, he's a shooter. That's what he's known for. He's known for shooting the ball well. So seeing him hit four or five from three is definitely a positive. And even tonight, on one play, quickly actually got to the basket and finished at the rim. So that was definitely another positive as well. And, and as usual, quickly played superb defense. You know, quickly definitely stepped up tonight, and you know, yeah, you got to give him his props. He played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I think about like, I think JLS, you mentioned it earlier. You referenced like the good energy or the, or the good vibes. When I think about that, Emmanuel Quickly is the first player that, that that comes to mind. It's like the energy that he cultivates on the bench and on the court when he's playing. The, the synergy he has with his bench guys, you know, mainly Sims and Grimes, uh, Obi Toppin, Reddish. And Derek Rose too. Like I really love that that bench unit. He's been kind of the face of that for the last couple of years. And it feels like when he's on, that the Knicks usually win. I don't know that those yeah. metrics. I don't have the numbers in front of me. It just feels that way. That when his shot is on and he's playing awesome defense on the perimeter, it just feels that like we have a better chance to win uh, more times than not. So uh, I love quickly. He's a guy I, I don't want to give up on. But to me, no one's untouchable on this roster. But quickly, as someone who I think if we lost, we wouldn't just be losing the way he brings to the court. We'd be losing a lot of the vibes and the chemistry. Uh, I I consider him the the heart of a team, at least on the bench, um, for for this unit. So, you know, that's a huge reason why I would want him to stay is just for that. Yeah, you know I'm part of Quickly Hive. I mean, like I said, if the right price, I would move him. But it would hurt to see him. If he went somewhere else and his shot started to develop somewhere else, I'd be mad. I'd be mad because I'm start because you know I look at this guy I see glimpses of his game here and there here and there here and there and I'm like man you could really use a shooter we can play make some and play D some that would be great we haven't had one of those in a while a two way player who can shoot threes and so I hope he puts it together here I'm not sure if that will happen I don't. Furman's been writing some stuff about how his camp isn't happy with his role. He hasn't, you know, if you notice, he's never really given the opportunity to start. He's only started two games last season when Cam Reddish is out. Grimes gets promoted. So Thibodeau doesn't really see him as a starter. So I wonder if that's going to play into whether IQ is going to stay here or not. I think Royals mentioned it that as well too. So um but good game for my IQ. I hope this can continues. And um uh, this it will be a huge list for our bench and for this team if he can start to hit some threes. Ham and RJ. Excuse me. Bless you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Next caller up. I see we have RJ from New Jersey. Barrett, is that you? Did you? <laughs> Badman Barrett the on the Bad phone. Badman is called in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> see, all that slander is going to stop. No one slander RJ while he's on the phone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, RJ. I had you turned down. Go ahead, RJ. 
What's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how are we doing? Right, guys? Good. Um, so here's the yeah, here's, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, what you think we should do with this guard rotation once everybody is healthy. Because Grimes looks like he's a staple. Um, I think Cam and Grimes are going to both be in the rotation at least. But I'm also liking the way Deuce is playing. And, you know, obviously Rose hasn't been getting a ton of minutes. So one of them is going to be the odd man out. Um, but it's, it's hard because that also affects quickly, in my opinion, because quickly I feel like plays much better when he's playing off of Rose coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. And so if you have if you have like Deuce out there instead of Rose, it's going to be hard. I feel like Quickly's going to go back to being a little reckless on the ball. So I'm very intrigued to see what happens as long as, you know, these two, these guards all keep playing the way they are. Um, but I really want to see Deuce stay here because I like the way he plays. I think he plays very good point of attack defense. Um, you know, tonight he had a couple good steals. He ran the break. So, I want to get your guys' thoughts on who you think the odd man out will be or if you think Tibbs will expand the rotation. But, um, yeah, that's all I got. You guys have a good night. Have a good Thanksgiving, too. All right, man. Good night, RJ. Thanks for calling in. Um, me and Ryan, Ryan and I, we already kind of talked about this yesterday. So I know you can reiterate it, Ryan, what we talked about. Yeah, um, the way I see the rotation at the moment, I still have Mick Bright on the outside looking in. Because I feel like Rose has turned a corner this season where he's a he's more productive and he's playing like his old self off the bench. So Rose still gets that first player off the bench role that Dips usually gives him. And I would have IQ come off the bench. At the moment, Grimes will come off the bench for me as well, because in the starting lineup, I'm still gonna probably stick with Mitch, Randall, RJ, Cam and Brunson, Obi's going to still come off the bench. And right now, I would have Hardesty looking on, looking for, I would have Hardesty looking from the outside in, and I, would, and I would have Sims be that first center to come off the bench for Mitch. I would still use Hardesty, and I would still use McBride, but they would be more situational players. Yeah. I disagree with a, a lot of that. I definitely agree with Sims being the first center off the bench. I think it's time to trade Rhodes. I think you. I think you try to trade Rose for a lightly protected first round pick, and commit to playing Deuce McBride more minutes, and have IQ be the first start off the bench, and you live with the results of IQ being a little bit more, you know, the growing pains of him running the offense on his own. I, you got to live with that. At some point, he's going to have to have the train wheels come off, and for him to be able to run the offense, and you, and you live with the mistakes that he makes, so he can learn to course correct those in in game real t- real game situations. And I like the minutes he had with McBride today. That's a pretty solid defensive backcourt if quickly shot is on. If quickly shot is off, that's rough offensively between him and Deuce McBride. But tonight, you know, his shot was on, so the backcourt looked good. They, they both had, you know, a uh, positive and a plus-minus category. Take that for what you will. It's kind of a weak metric, uh, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think it's time to trade Derrick Rose and try to get a, a draft capital bat for him, not extra salary or another player. He's a guy who I look to move along with Fournier and really, truly – honestly commit to the kids and that means there more minutes for Deuce McBride and a bigger role for Emmanuel quickly so when his contract time comes up this summer you actually have some leverage and say hey we gave you the full opportunity that, that 
you can have. And here's what you did in it. And that's when you start discussing the numbers and trying to define his work. I'll say this. I don't think uh, Rose, I don't I mean, we're not getting a first for Rose. I would be ecstatic if we did. I feel like we might get like a second or two for Rose, considering the minutes he plays, the injury history, and his age. Um, we got but, a second when we got him to begin with, though. Mm-hmm. We gave up a second. I, I think he's increased his value since we got him. And we gave up a second in Dennis Smith Jr. I think a protected first is a is a fair return to a contender. To a contender. We'll see. I, I doubt it, but we'll see. If that happens, then hats off to you, Lee. Hats off to you. But I, I agree with his sentiment, though. I it, I wouldn't mind moving rules at this point to get more of a look at McBride. But I do feel like be, between Grimes and Cam, if there is no trade made, Tom Thibodeau, I don't. I think he'll have no choice but to go to a 10-man rotation. I don't think he'll have no choice because you, between Grimes and Cam, it's just too much defense between those two to not play both of those guys. So I think you have to go 10 at some point. And if they, if he doesn't, then I think the front office is probably more inclined to, to, to make a move at the trade deadline to get those guys some minutes, you know what I mean? And move roles or something because both of those guys definitely need to play. That's like the future and we need to invest in more in the future at this point. So yeah, I'm I'm with Ryan with the to me, it doesn't even matter. I'm really good with Grimes or Cam starting. Like I feel like both of their they're both effective. Their impact to me is kind of similar-ish. It's not that much drop off between one or the other. So I'm good with um Brunson, Cam, Brunson, Cam, RJ. Mitch Randall or Brunson Grimes RJ Mitch Randall and then just having one off the bench and then whoever's having the game that day who's having the most defensive game or offensive game or most impact will will finish off that game and I'm also agreeing agreeing with Ryan when I want Sims to be the first center off the bench as well yes all right yeah I just want to add something like don't get me wrong. Like if the Knicks trade Rose, like I'm not going to be like crying in my car, nothing like that. Like they trade Rose, like, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be cool with them moving Rose. The only thing is, the only thing is I'm not in a rush to trade Rose just for the simple fact. I need to see more consistency from IQ because McBride on the offensive side of the ball still struggles a lot. And IQ and McBride backcourt, if IQ is not on, it's going to be a struggle on the offensive end. And at least Rose kind of stabilizes that side of the ball for the Knicks when he's in the game with IQ. So that's the only reason I'm not in a rush to trade Rose. But like I said, if they trade Rose, it's not like I'm going to be crying over it. Like, damn, why they trade Rose and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. you know, it's what it is. Just bring that man to contender. I remember once a time a time, Ryan, when IQ and um, when IQ and and McBride were in summer league. They had like a little bit of synergy. And then that Houston game, McBride went off when those two was playing together. And I'm like, oh, wow. There was a, they had like the, they had like the highest two man plus minus on the team last year for like a, like a spell. So I know this could be something there, 
But um, I know it's going to take some time for McBride to get rhythm and something. But you are right. I, I am a little bit worried about McBride's production outside of the offense um, with quickly. And also, I, I want quickly to be more consistent on that side of the ball as well because we need him to start actually hitting shots. Um, but, yeah, and that's my thing. Like, if quickly was more consistent, then I would have been like, yeah. Move Rose, like, yeah, we don't need Rose anymore. You know, move Rose, move Rose to a contender, see what picks we can get in return, and then just give quickly the keys and have McBride play next to him. But it's like, quickly hasn't shown me that consistency yet, and that's the only reason why I'm worried a bit. And I'm like, okay, I'm not in no rush to trade Rose. Right. Of course, Nick. Of course, the Knicks get a good deal for Rose. Yeah, you move him, but I'm not. I'm not in no rush to trade him at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, but this summer he's becomes a free agent, so to me, is this this is a year where. You need to try that out. Like you need to give him a tease in a in a sample size to say, hey, what can you show us when you're the primary guard off the bench? And he, he hasn't had that opportunity yet. The only way he is is to really release uh, Derek Rose from a team so Dibs can't rely on him. Because Rose is there, Dibs is going to rely on Rose for real. Just like he did Ty, just like he did Alec Burks last season. Though when Rose was out, he was a primary guard off the bench. Yeah, it's, it's another season. I think he's improved over the summer. I've liked what I've seen this year from quickly, especially on defense and showing he's grown that capacity than anything he did last season. Yeah, defensively, quickly he's definitely taking another step. He's I think he can take a step as a playmaker too. He just needs the opportunity. Yeah, it's it's been inconsistent with the playmaking, but this flashes when I'm like, yo, his playmaking is on point. And then I feel like the first 10 games or so, his playmaking was was pretty much trash. And then he started to get more consistent and less wild. But the shot still hasn't hit. So I feel like when the shot hits, everything should come together. But the, the shot just has to hit. It ha- right now, it's, a, it's it's more in concept than reality that he's a shooter. You know, He's playing with new faces, too. But you know, this is the first season he's played with Hartenstein. He hasn't played a whole lot with Sims because he hasn't gotten an opportunity. Like Cam is now playing some bench minutes and now Grimes is playing some bench minutes. So the, the lineups have mixed up. He's playing with different faces outside of just New Orleans, Noel, and Alec Burt. So he'd have to give it, the team a little bit of time to mesh before, you know, make it a hard decision on whether quickly can be a backup guard or not. But I, I hope that we resign him because, like I said, I love his vibes and I love the chemistry that he, he brings to the team. Yeah. It's going to be rough to resign everybody, but I, I hear you. I hear you, man. Salute to the chat, man. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to repping old school. Shout out to Walter White. Walter White. Okay, you you Breaking Bad fan, I'm guessing. Gotta be a Breaking Bad fan. Great show. That's like one of my favorite shows of all time, Breaking Bad. All right. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Shout out to you. If you're liking shows so far, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button, especially if you've been here before. If you watch multiple shows and you've been watching us talk Knicks basketball, Subscribe to the channel, hit that like, and meet us the next game. All right. But um, I, I feel like I'm done talking about anything I want to talk about. Is there anything that you gentlemen want to get off your chest before we end the show? No. All right. Cool. That is our show then. Shout out to you guys. All right. Okay. So, Lee, let them know, Lee, where can they find you? On Twitter, at underscore Lee Escobedo, L-E-E-E-S-D-O-B-E-D-O. A lot of y'all in the chat have added me, and I'm just now realizing who's who, so I appreciate that. We've been <laughs> we've been communicating for weeks now, and I didn't, I didn't know it was you who I'm usually arguing with in the chat or, or 
giving a high five too. So I appreciate y'all following me and continuing the conversation uh, off the pod. I appreciate that. All right. And uh, Ryan G, let him know where we can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right. And you already know you can find us in multiple places. The KOT show on Twitter, the Nick Time show on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us there. Also, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Switzer, Stitcher, I'm sorry, and Spotify. Also, get those snapbacks, black and white, blue and orange, at NickTimeShow.com. All right? All righty then. That is our show. Thank you guys for watching us. And as always, you already know what it is. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks Twitter and YouTube streets. That is our show. We out of here. Peace. Peace.